Welcome everybody to episode 91, and in this episode we're going to be talking about the Oppo Find N and the OnePlus Buds Z2. And these are both new products that were just launched last week and are really exciting. Alright, we'll get right into those stories after this portion from our sponsors. Today's sponsor is you. You can help support the show by going over to merch.streamelements.com slash jlman where you can get exclusive exclusive true tech merch including hoodies t-shirts mouse pads mugs and more so go check it out at merch.streamelements.com slash jlman back to the show okay let's get into our first story the oppo find n and i think we're all familiar with the samsung galaxy z fold 3 and the rest of the Z Fold line, since uh, Samsung has been the leader in uh, folding smartphones and they haven't really been beaten by anyone else. And I think that Oppo is the first one to really even get close to to Samsung uh, with their Oppo Find N, which do have a few caveats, but overall is a great package for people living in China, at least. But yeah, it's... The Oppo Find N, and it's around $1,500, so a little bit cheaper than the Z Fold 3. Um, it's much more compact and is a good amount smaller, but um, the most important things about the folding phone is the hinge, the display, and also uh, just overall how the crease looks like. Those are the big things on what you should look for uh, when deciding a folding phone, since most other things are uh, relatively similar it's just that uh, the different technologies for the the bending of the display and folding is what makes it different and better but it turns out that apple figured out how to create a hinge that folds the display inward in a different way um, and that's the shape of a water drop and while oppo find n does not carry an official water or dust resistance rating apple tells us that it has been tested to withstand sweat, moisture, and light drizzles without an issue. It's similar design to Motorola's hinge on the Motorola Razr 5G, including the general lack of a crease. So th these are both impressive technologies and some that maybe Samsung should try next as well. But that certainly gives Oppo a weird mix of advantages and disadvantages when compared to Samsung's Galaxy Z Fold 3. And at launch, the Oppo Find N is priced a lot more closely um, to the less expensive Galaxy Z Flip 3 than the Fold 3. However, the form factor is uh, similar to the Fold 3, so that makes it very interesting. It's just a shame that it's not leaving China's stores. Otherwise, this could be a really good contender for the best foldable smartphone of the year. So far, in the relatively short journey of foldable phones, uh, I've really come to expect that foldable glass means dealing with a crease. But without a material scientist, this this kind of makes sense. Since if the glass has to fold into a clamshell design the same way every time, building a crease into the hinge mechanism ensures that the glass would indeed fold the same way every time. But as I hoped, this was a problem that could overcome with the right engineering team. And... I think that Apple has found the solution to this. And after very little fanfare, especially compared to the marketing blitz Samsung has done with the Z Fold 3 and Z Flip 3 phones, 
Apple has delivered on a promise that it quietly made uh, earlier last week when it first showed off its foldable phone that um, it shouldn't show uh, such a very noticeable crease. When using the Apple Find N in its larger unfolded state, you'll basically find a relatively large display with barely a crease unless you're really looking for it and um, that's on the Oppo Find N's inner display. And this is because Oppo engineers have been prototyping the Find N for several years now, especially um, for the past six models they've made folding phones, but this is their first one that they've launched and um, the one that they thought that they could uh, launch to the public. But as you fold and unfold the display, you'll notice how the middle part of the large display does, in fact, fold into a water drop shape. And you can see that in the images um, online, uh, where the, f the screen just goes inward more, and you can see that uh, it's not really folding on one specific spot, and is overall just a curve, which is just better for the display. But sure, having a crease is about as big of a deal as having a notch carved into a display it can be annoying and sometimes um that ever really truly goes away but even if your brain works to normalize these types of abnormal designs ideally of course you don't want a crease on a foldable phone and that's just it apple has created the ideal foldable phone display and it did uh did it right out of the gate without having to iterate several generations of foldable um designs um which samsung has so this is, uh, there's a hole punch on the inner display, and it's around a 7.1 inch display, which is not even that much bigger to some, uh, some smartphone displays to this day, like, uh, the Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra is around 6.8 or 6.9 inches, and this phone is barely bigger than that, so, uh, you're not really getting such a huge display that a power user would want. Um, and it does come at um, an 18 by 9 aspect ratio so um, for the outer display. So this is pretty similar to most normal slab phones and regular phones. So you're not, not going to get this narrow, slim uh, display on the outside that is really hard to type on and not really usable and makes you want to go to the inner display. So the outer display actually looks really nice and I would say is the best for any folding phone we've seen so far, um, which is pretty impressive. And this display means that the fine end doesn't feel any different from using uh, just a regular phone. So um, like playing games would feel pretty good and watching videos, the aspect ratio is uh, good enough that it won't be tiny on your display. So that's always welcome. And the inner display uses a much more squared off 15 uh, uh, by four, 14 aspect ratio, which means you won't need to rotate the, the phone while watching videos to get the best aspect ratio. And that's a nice change from the Z Fold 3, which is actually, uh, a, is actually um, already at portrait mode when you open up the phone. Around the back, you'll see an anti-fingerprint fogged finish that contrasts nicely with its shiny camera bump and side rails. The phone feels incredibly solidly built. Um, and for $1,500, that's what I would expect. Okay, so given how new Android 12 is, it's not surprising that um, 
it's not going to be on this phone when uh, shipped to people. But after all, Oppo needed to engineer its own foldable software tricks since Google only just recently launched the development tools for the foldable specific version of Android 12, Android 12L. Despite being based on Android 11 though, you won't feel like this phone is old in any way. Everything feels so clean and the UI is pretty nice. Um, and the Snapdragon 888 keeps everything so smooth um, while transitions and migrating from the small screen to the large screen are exceptionally exceptionally smooth with the 120Hz refresh rate. Apple pointed out that its transitions are seamless and in any time so far with the phone, um, this claim is true. It's a considerably smoother experience than Samsung's One UI on the Z Fold 3 and almost instantly transitions from screen to screen no matter if you're opening or closing the phone. And that's something that's hard for many uh, folding phone manufacturers to, to really achieve since it takes a lot of uh, looking back upon older generations of their folding phones and seeing what users are doing uh, when closing the phone and opening uh, so they can optimize the best for what their users are doing. But swiping up and dragging to the top of the screen, a feat that's actually easy on the fine end, uh, takes thanks uh, to its shorter display floats a window instantly and dragging that floating window to the side will hide it while swiping it out uh, from the tab uh, that's created will float it right back onto the display. You can also four finger pinch inward to turn any supported app into a floating window. Similarly, swiping down on the middle of, this, of the screen uh, with two fingers will instantly split the screen in two, sliding the active app on one side so you can quickly multitask. But looking forward into the future, I think it's important that uh, many folding phone companies or any company that's looking forward to or uh, is planning to release a folding phone, it's important to see and notice the mistakes of uh, companies uh, like Samsung or even Oppo uh, and the mistakes that they make, they have to approve upon it and make the uh, competition even better. So I think overall this phone does impact the folding uh, kind of uh, com competition a lot more and strengthen strengthens what we can think of a folding phone today, uh, which is that it's portable and can be turned into a larger and more powerful uh, aspect ratio and size for the users. But I'm really excited about uh, this phone and what it potentially can do and also inspire other companies uh, to create new newer folding phones uh, in the f in the future but this is a really exciting phone and I really really hope that uh, this can be widely available not only to China but uh, to places like North America um, the UK and other places as well okay for our second story we're talking about the OnePlus Bud Z2 which is a really compelling option uh, at its price point and one that OnePlus says is its best value. So these earbuds are yet another example of OnePlus's ability to create a great product at a great price that undercuts the competition, which is basically just flagship killers. And it's not the most premium member of OnePlus's audio lineup, but it out outperforms uh, your expectations for the price by uh, 
really wouldn't expect for less than a hundred dollars. Compared to the base level AirPods 3 or the Samsung Galaxy Buds 2, OnePlus has been surprisingly generous with the quality of the Buds Z2's components and audio experience, including some fairly effective active noise cancelling. Uh, not the best that uh, any company offers, but it's still solid, especially for this price point. And including some fairly effective uh, um, ambient modes that come with the earbuds as well. Pearl white and a black looking color. And yeah, it looks fairly similar to the AirPod Pro's design with a little bit of a twist, um, like most generic earbuds, like I was saying. But the charging case feels uh, similarly uh, as nice as the earbuds, but uh, it's quite long and tall, so it it might not fit in every single pocket, especially the pockets that are uh, bigger than bigger than others. Um, as for wearing the Buds Z2, the fit is pretty great, and you have three gel tip size options in the box, the standard amount for earbuds, uh, but the medium tips are uh, the probably best suited for um, majority of people. And for um, the button, uh, there is a, a section where you can um, press for uh, touch controls, the usual one, one press to pause, uh, two to go to the next track, um, and uh, three to go to the previous track. It's what we can expect for uh, most earbuds. But okay, so to operate the Buds Z2, um, there is an app, especially on the OnePlus uh, phones and Android phones, where you can uh, control the uh, the EQ um, so, and some other features like uh, AAC, the phone calls, uh, media, media audio contact sharing, and uh, you can also see the battery of the earbuds from that app as well. So for sound quality, um, as what as you can expect from uh, earbuds around this price point, it's decent. It lacks a good amount of bass, but um, overall the sound is fairly uh, consistent, and um, it's not terrible sounding, but it's not like amazing like the Sony WH, the Sony WF1000X. Mark IVs, and one of OnePlus's big selling points for the Bud Z2 is that it offers active noise cancelling at a price where few others do. Um, and the Bud Z2 against the AirPods Pro, uh, the AirPods Pro are better, but um, it doesn't, it isn't too far from what the AirPods Pro uh, achieved, um, partially due to the fact that um, with software updates, it can get uh, a lot better. So some fe some special features is uh, the Hey Melody on an iPhone or non OnePlus Android device that gives you indiv in individualized uh, battery percentages for two buds and the case, which is really nice. And you can change the touch controls on them as well. But overall, it's a great buy, especially if you're on a budget uh, for when buying earbuds. So it's something I can recommend. Um, especially if you're in the OnePlus ecosystem and um, are looking for a solid object, uh, solid ear earbuds to get. All right, that's all I have uh, for you guys in this episode, episode 91. Hoping to make more episodes uh, over um, the winter.
and into next year. It's almost 2022. It's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get one more episode in before uh, the, the end of this year, probably recapping all the tech of this year and maybe even include a special guest. We'll see about that. But uh, it's going to be really exciting next year. I have a lot of big plans for 2022. Hopefully, uh, all those plans do uh, come true. But yeah, I think I'll see you guys one more episode before the end of the year and many more episodes to come in the future. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one.